0: You read the Bible, Greg. Yes. Well, oh, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness.
1: This podcast has only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discussion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. That's Alex Gourley. That right there is Michael Odenbeck.
2: And these are our Soberless Thoughts. Hello and welcome. I'm Mike Odenbeck. That's Alex Goorley, And we're just a couple of cis males mansplaining our way through toxic masculinity <laughs> that's right mother's day is here and gone yep it's, it's- the time of the man <laughs> because after all this is a man's world and you're listening to a podcast of a couple of men Talking about man
1: shit <laughs> I feel like that was an intro for the man show <laughs> You remember that shit? I do, yeah I remember that show, yeah Yeah. They had uh, Joe Rogan I was right? gonna say And uh, Doug Stanhope, right? Yeah Dude, Doug Stanhope Have you ever listened to his stand-up? Dude, I love his stand-up Dude, he played he... I
2: smoked weed with Doug Stanhope <laughs> Did you really? Uh, so he came to Go Bananas Yeah And uh, Cincinnati and me and my cousin Andy, Andy the Rooster, yeah. who will be on this podcast soon, uh, went and saw him live, and Andy was like fucking chilling him from the side of the stage every once in a while, yeah, and had him cracking up on stage from the, some of the stupid shit he was saying. And then after the show, he's standing outside, and we went over and was bullshit with him for a minute, and... uh he's like you guys know where I can get some fucking weed like I know you guys know where I can get some weed right and Andy's like yeah I got it in the car let's go get it
3: yeah <laughs>
1: so he just walked over the car and yeah that was it yeah I um uh, <laughs> that's amazing which I'm sure like I always thought that like the big like like um uh, Doug Benson big. like he doesn't have to bring anything ever like when oh, he goes to anywhere like I saw him live a couple times, and people would just throw weed on stage. And they're like, this is super illegal here. Boom, nail him. But I, uh, (laughs) you know, so me being in the stand-up game, I know this guy isn't as well-known as uh, Doug Stanhope, unless you're in the stand-up game, but there's a guy named Vic Henley who was... uh, Pretty prevalent around like the area. A little bit more. He was like from Alabama. I think he had some great bits. Uh, go out there, look up his stuff. He sadly has passed away. RIP. He uh, actually said one of the. It made me laugh, but one of the things he told me because I used to bring my guitar and sing some comedy songs on stage is uh, I know he was busting my balls, but uh, I'm, I was kind of getting ahead of myself. But anyway, uh, I went up on stage did my thing and he was there and and when I got off he goes hey man you're pretty funny you know uh, if you would just write some jokes you know <laughs> I was like damn yeah. and he goes instead of pre in that guitar you wouldn't have to lug that damn thing around all the time they're just yeah. like giving me shit um, basically what happened was he was at the local comedy club and one of the guys that was working there was like hey we're gonna do like an amateur night over here at this other bar you're more welcome to come well the The comedy club didn't want to risk him, like, get a DUI or anything because he had already been, like, so many shots of Patron D. So they actually gave him a valet and drove him over there. And then he got up on stage and did, like, like a 20-minute set, like, with a bunch of amateurs and obviously killed it. The guy's a professional, right? And then afterwards, we're all hanging out, right? And this is, like, you could tell he was, like, This is one of his, like, fucking millennials moments. Like, because, like, we're all hanging out in a circle. And he just, like, whips out a joint and just lights it up in front of this bar slash gas station or no no it was a bar slash liquor store that's what it was yeah. uh, so he's just sitting there smoking weed out in front of it and he like tries to pass it to the guy next to him and the guy was like sorry man I'm a teacher and I get drug tested and then he handed, Then he looked at me and he goes here you go man and I was, like, I was like I'm sorry man I was like I get drug tested as well like <laughs> on the regular and he goes what the fuck has happened to comedy and, he, <laughs> and then he starts going off and goes, you know, back in my day if if a senior comedian handed you a joint and so then a couple other guys who were like, didn't have Jobs that drug tests them, they're right. like, yeah, 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 I'll take that. And they're like, All right, finally, some fucking cool guys. Uh, <laughs> and I felt so lame. Right. To be like, No, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're not smoking, yeah. get the fuck out of the circle. Right. And then, yeah. I mean, if Snoop Dogg was like that, I'm like, Well, fuck that job. And then <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg. What do you want right. from me? Yeah, I'm or sorry. Martha Stewart, whoever. I don't give a I'm shit. I'm sorry wife <laughs> yeah oh that would have been a terrible phone call it would have been like i'm sorry i did this tonight she's like you son of a bitch with snoop dog oh shit <laughs> i'm i'm angry but i understand it, why you wait, did it did you get pictures yeah i was like yeah before i completely blacked out right uh, <laughs> Because that's, that's what my wife would
2: say. Yeah. Where are the pictures? That's yeah. all. Right. As long as you got pictures, I can post
1: on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. The next day, it just turns out it was just some homeless dude you found yeah. walking down the street. <laughs> right. Who vaguely looked God, like How him. drunk were you? I don't know, man. You thought it was Snoop Dogg. Hanging out by a dumpster? I mean, you never know where they hang out. He barked at me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it made
2: sense at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, nothing to do with Snoop Dogg. We're actually, everything to do with Snoop Dogg. We're talking about uh, <laughs> tonight, basically, is our version of the man show and how uh, I'm just going to basically talk about how men have completely taken over the world tonight. Yep. And uh, we're going to start it with Jim Jones. And <laughs> which actually, Alex, you know, you would be shocked that I did a pull like the last, I don't know, three or four days yeah. of pretty much everybody I ran into on the street. Yeah. And they probably were freaked out by it. But I said, <laughs> right. I said, hey, do you know who Jim Jones was? Yeah. And I shit you not at least 75 percent of the people had no idea who i was talking about that's wild no clue yeah and i would even say jim jones they'd be like no it doesn't ring a bell and i would be like jonestown like no i don't know what you mean and i'd be like like don't drink the kool-aid and they were like yeah i heard that before well do you know where that comes from no. <laughs> Jim Jones. Jim Jones. <laughs> Jonestown. God damn it. Yeah.
1: At least 75% of the people. Oh, I I guarantee it. Dude, have you seen those videos of like when they go like... Uh, how many states are there in the United States? or are like... Uh, 54? <laughs> right. Or like... Oh, what? There was... They had somebody interviewed something the other day. I'm trying to remember what she said. But it was just so like um I was so taken back by the question like it was such an easy layup question it, yeah. was, it was something like something like who's Adolf Hitler or like, like, who was our first president yes yeah there you was, go yeah, yeah. yeah like it was something that were like really yeah really and they I, yeah I saw
2: one of those and the person said JFK <laughs>
3: <I'm> like what <laughs>
2: uh education right right <laughs> so uh in basically, and uh, remembrance <laughs> And celebration If you will oh. Of the don't drink the Kool-Aid We're drinking uh, Our version of Kool-Aid Which is actually What my wife calls A slutty Shirley <laughs> <laughs> But It's this punch This party punch that she makes Uh And i throw some malibu in it and call it a day and it's fucking delicious
1: tell us about it alex well uh he brought it over in a two liter an unmarked two liter so that's not (laughs) sketchy yeah Ah. yeah i know i'm like should i drink this right now um so what it is it is it actually sounds pretty good so it's one part oj one part ginger ale one part seven up and you mix all that together. And you got the citrus with the lime and the lemon and the ginger ale kind of tying it together. And don't forget, this is a party punch. So you need some actual shit in there. So you put a little bit of oranges, you put a little Machino cherries, and then you got to top it off with the grandioso itself. The thing that is harder to find than gold and platinum in Cincinnati, Kentucky. Cincinnati, Kentucky. Northern <laughs> Kentucky or Cincinnati, Ohio. Grenadine. Um, yeah. So it's definitely peach in color. It and he put Malibu rum, which is twenty one percent alcohol. Uh, I always like Malibu coconut rum. It it it's weird. It's like the smell of it smells like tanning lotion, but it tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. But I can't smell it in the uh, glass. That's kind of what I'm impressed with. So yeah, yeah. it's in there though. Yeah, it's in there though.
2: I I made these glasses, so I made I made a Michael Dembeckham
1: out. (laughs) Cheers! Cheers. To the music That is very tasty. It is delicious, isn't it? Mm. Like it's not. All right, so here's what I like about it. The OJ is there, and I love OJ more than anything, but, man, I can't drink it anymore because I'm old, um, and I got old man gut <laughs> problems now. Um, but the ginger and 7-Up definitely lighten it up and give it a little sweetness in the... The uh, the Grenadine's really just kind of giving it color, but, man that Malibu's coming through for sure.
2: Yeah, man. I love me some, some Malibu. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, speaking of Cincinnati, Kentucky,
3: <laughs>
2: uh, Alex, is it true that you do not know if your wife prefers uh, onions and mustard on her
1: counties? This is a hundred percent true. <laughs> I, uh, freaked out about it,
2: dude. You, so, so Alex sends me a text on accident <laughs> saying,
1: Oh, that's right. I
2: was like, how the fuck does he know that? <laughs> so, I know I told a couple people, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Saying, uh, I got conies with mustard and onions. I hope that's right. Right. Like And it. And then he texts me again after that, like, oh sorry, wrong person. Yeah. And I instantly call my wife like, This motherfucker doesn't know if his own wife <laughs> like <laughs> likes
1: mustard and onions on his conies. All right. All right, let me let me break something down for the audience real quick. <laughs> Here's some crazy shit about Cincinnati, Kentucky. Y'all eat conies and chili like nobody's business. Cincinnati chili. Like, it is crazy. I've never, like, I came up here, and I get it, because where I come from, like, we eat nothing but fucking beans and uh, <laughs> fucking cornbread, all, like, all that shit. Like, it's just complete stereotype down there. But anyway, like, but the thing is, so we would go to, uh, you know, like Gold Star, Skyline, whatever, but it was very rare because they every time we go, she goes, it's good. It's just not as good as it is home. Right. So, so we would get it maybe like once a year, like really not that often. But since we've been up here, it's been like, it's we've been talking about it more and we're like, you know, we've actually made it and stuff like that. But I went through and then the lady asked me the question. I was like, just kidding. I was and here's the thing. My wife put on her text message I want three cheese conies. One of them was, or actually she said four cheese conies. One of them was going to be for her son. Um, and then I go, cool. That's all she put. And then I go, I need four cheese conies. And the lady's like, do you want onions and mustard? I went, oh shit. She didn't say, she didn't specify, <laughs> which is a trap. Right. Because it's, it's, like, and so I went with my gut instinct and went, yes, Mustard and onions because I know she likes mustard. It was the onions I was more eh, about, um, but I just didn't know for sure, and that was it. It was like, so I just went gut, like, went with my gut. I got it, it was the correct order, okay? So I did not screw up. I was a dude, i I was a hundred percent prepared. <laughs> I had stopped after I picked up the order and sat in the parking lot waiting for her to reply to go. That's not what I order. Yeah. I just wanted three plain cheese because that's what I was waiting on. Right? Is she goes. Did I, didn't I say yeah, mustard? And yeah, onions. exactly. <laughs> but if I showed up without the mustard and onion, she'd be like, "Where the fuck the mustard and onions? <laughs> like, you know, I want that shit." See, that's the that's the trap. All right? And so, they always ask. Right. So I was a hundred percent ready to go back through that damn line and get four fucking cheese conies <laughs> with onions and mustard or without onions and mustard and I was gonna just stomach the other four that I had <laughs> got <coughs> because As yeah. you should, as a good wa- or a good husband would. <laughs> yeah. So I do know my wife likes the onions and mustard. Yeah. Yeah. See, my wife actually prefers not mustard and
2: onions. Although on rare occasion I have seen her eat it with. Which is I think it's like with Gold Star it's without and with Skyline it's with. Yeah. Because she doesn't really like the Skyline so she needs the extra flavor, I think.
1: Oh, okay. I was about to ask, are you more Skyline or are you more gold star? See, I was always more Skyline. Yeah. Until
2: I met Mandy. Yeah. And she's like i only eat gold star so and i was like i was like i've always usually ate skyline but i really don't give a shit about which because i'll eat but to me they honestly taste the same right i know that's a fucking hot take in this town yeah but uh
1: oh yeah them fighting words
2: yeah but i honestly like are you from like what high school did you go to east side or west side of cincinnati yeah yeah. (laughs) like that's the kind of shit that goes on up here uh are you a gold star or skyline guy so, I honestly didn't give a shit either way. So, I was like, okay, we'll just eat Gold Star then. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. And then one of my family members gave me a gift card to Skyline. And, she, and she's like, well, that $25 is all yours.
1: <laughs> I was like,
2: sweet. Hell yes.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> Can not tell you a fat trick that I... F- Found out about Gold Star that I feel like I like broke the matrix. It's not really that bad, but (laughs) okay. Uh, so I got a five way, honestly. Like, like I said, it's been a year since the order from Gold Star, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I just go, give me a five way. And they didn't give me, they didn't ask me the size, so they just gave me the small one, right? So it was a little small thing, but for some reason, I had a fat moment. I go, also, give me a thing of fries, just fries. That's it, plain fries, right? Yeah. Uh, because part of it was, I was like, man, I bet you she's not going to eat all three of those conies. So I was like, I bet you I could get one of those, and I'll want fries with it. Um, but So I ate my five-way, and I only used half of the onions and half the cheese. So then I took my fries, put it in the tray that had, like, leftover chili in it of the five-way, then dumped the rest of the cheese and onions and threw it in the microwave and made basically... Uh, chili cheese fries out of it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I didn't have to pay for the chili cheese fries. All
2: right, and that's exactly how they make their chili cheese fries. Uh,
1: yeah. No, it looked <laughs> just like it on the menu. I'm like, yeah. dude, I work there. Yeah. I, I just got employee of the month. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Dude. So, do
1: you like... Have You've had the chili dip, right? I've had some weird stuff. From, I've had, like, the burritos... Which, who the hell made that a thing at these chili... Like, let's take chili and noodles and beans, which I get it. It's similar to a regular burrito, but it's like Cincinnati chili, and just wrap all that shit in a burrito. So it's, it is easier to eat. I will give it that. Yeah. Like, you like five-way? Just put it on a tortilla. Yeah, it. it's...
2: I've never had the burrito. Yeah. It just looks weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I can't dude. do it. It's
1: It's a weird... Uh, like it blows your mind because you're going. I'm eating Mexican. Nope, it's chili. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there. You know
2: what'd be funny is if you worked with a bunch of Mexicans <laughs> and you show up with one of those and you like eat bite into it and show them like, look at this.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'd probably just look at you with just stain like that. That fucking gringo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've never actually got
2: the dip from either gold star or skyline like mm-hmm. that's just the thing that you make at home yeah and uh that's like that's my favorite thing it's just you put the cream cheese down and i always put like i'll get two whole blocks of cream cheese and spread it across the fucking thing what are those things called it's glass Oh, just like a baking tray? Yeah, but it's the glass. The glass one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever that's called. We're not we're not women. This is the man show. <laughs> and uh, spread that across. Take your chili. Dump that on there. Spread that around evenly with a spoon. Take your fucking cheese. Throw that on top of it. Spread it all around. Throw it in the microwave for three minutes. Pull it out. Get you some of those Tostito scoops. And just fucking
1: have at it, dude. Yeah by the way uh, <laughs> I was going to say for other regions if you don't understand the Skylight Gold Star thing it'd be the same thing at least from where I'm from it's the difference between like KFC and Lee's Famous Recipe or if you roll down south it's those two and Church's Chicken uh, or if like you're in Philadelphia it's those two Philly cheesesteaks that are right across from each other that I'm going <laughs> blank uh, uh, what are the two that's in Philly God, I ate it both of them. My fat ass ate it both. Like I literally got ha- like a small sandwich from one and small from the other. I was like, I think I like the other one because it's cheesier. On the same day, like just a test between the two. Same day, dude. It was in the same hour. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like downtown Philly because I was I, I was dating a girl who's <laughs> who was uh her family's from like South Philly big italian family and they wanted to show me around so like we went to like I, i'd already eaten so much that day uh but they uh they're like you gotta try these philly cheesesteaks uh this is like they're like the original like that's like the most popular ones even though they're like they're good but they're not as good as like these over here which is like you know the mom and pop shop ones <laughs> but it's like the ones that everyone has to go to they use cheese whiz what they always call it um mm. And then I went to an Italian bakery out of nowhere, and it's to this day like that smelled so amazing. And I've also never seen so many cannolis in my life. I didn't even really know what a cannoli was till I was like hanging out at the like at their family like they had them like for dessert. Like, dessert. They always had dessert, and it was always dessert and coffee. Right. And I always have fucking cannolis, and these, like... I can't even describe them. They're like these little pastry cakes that are, like, domed over. I don't know. But uh, but it was cool. Uh, I gotta give them that. Sometimes I feel like
2: we've lived such similar lives. Yeah. When you, like, you'll start telling me a story, and, like, Oh, I, I dated this Italian girl whose folks were from Philly, and da-da-da-da. Yeah. I'm like, so for a hot minute i dated this jewish girl yeah whose family was all from philadelphia and uh it was weird though she had like purple nipples i couldn't get over it so that was that was the thing that was the end of it
3: yeah
1: <laughs> bad blood flow i don't know <laughs> fucking jewish girls no yeah. purple nipples i don't know that uh, was weird. well it's a, ironically the girl who was from <laughs> south philly was also Jewish oh there you, there you go Yeah, Italian well, Jew yeah well yeah. kind of so like half her family was South Philly Italian Jewish and the other half was from Pittsburgh I think Polish Jewish yeah and so it's like I got the kind of you know I got the two extremes of like uh, you know they were in the heart or was it Squirrel Hill of Pittsburgh which is like a very Jewish dominant community which I had never been like me being from a little small hick town I think I knew two kids that were Jewish and I went to one of their bar mitzvahs and I don't even know if he really liked me or not we just happened to be (laughs) on the swim team together like he was just like ah fucking just invite him Uh, and then the uh <laughs> but, <laughs> invite the guy with the six pack on his back whatever yeah right yeah yeah well i was also like a goth kid back then so they like, yeah invite him with the fucking long hair and the corn t-shirt on i was like thanks ben uh <laughs> he's a doctor now um right i think so which actually ironically that dude was the fittest dude on the team anyway yeah uh, yeah, yeah I, whatever um the uh but, yeah, so that was, like, my grand exposure. Not very much. And then I went uh, there with her, and then, like, you know, that was the first time I saw, like, Hasidic Jews, like, walking around. Yeah. And then, like, on Saturdays, you know, the Sabbath, like, they don't use anything electricity. So, like, they just be, like, walking around, and, like, we'd go down to their little township, like, Main Street, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, I, like, I was, like like almost like culture shock I'm like this is great like this shit's for real it's not just in movies holy shit uh (laughs) like i was so naive to just every fucking thing um and then like we'd just be standing there like what i'm like hey man can i use your phone or hey, can you text message somebody for me? Because there was like a bunch of younger kids because they weren't allowed to use cell phones until right. you know the sun went down. I think that's what it was. And uh, so yeah, like uh, me being me, of course I'd probably had a couple beers and be like, yeah, who you want me to text? And I'd like text whatever they said and then I'd add something at the end.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, this is Tom. Duh, 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 hurry the fuck up! Like I didn't say that. I'm like, yeah, but I'm saying it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and by the way, here's my dick. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm yeah, not even black man, <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> I me mean, either. This is funny, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh yeah, they, um, but yeah, so th- that was like a little bit of a, like I said, a culture shock, and it was the same thing in South Philly. Like you always hear about it, and you're like, man, I see all these movies, and da 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 da, da and you like, once you get it like, in a giant like party, and you're like, the one outsider, where they're all just like, hey, say something because you talk funny, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you do, yeah. You do talk I, no, funny. I do. Uh, yeah, that or um, I had explained to, explain to him, which I don't know if if you're listening out there, uh, like. What people in Kentucky do instead of watch pro teams because we don't have a pro team. And they're like, So you just watch like UK or Louisville basketball and football? I'm like, Yep. And like, So you don't like pro teams? Like, I mean, people root for them, but <clears throat> they're more about the college teams. They're like, I like they couldn't wrap their brain around that concept. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, I had like a group of like five dudes that were all like boyfriends and husbands. And I'm sitting there drinking scotch because that's what the father of the bride handed me. He was just like, Here, here, redneck, have some scotch. Yeah. Drink some stuff that doesn't taste like piss. I'm like, Thanks, buddy. Uh, (laughs) He, yeah, anyway, I like that guy. He fucked with me. Anybody that fucks with me, I'm a friend. I I like you. You're not afraid to fuck with me. Yeah. Uh, And I made him do a shot of uh bourbon
2: with me anyway so the more i think about it and i'm sitting here listening to you talk i'm not even really sure if she really was jewish because well she had like long black curly hair but she i think she had like a starred like the star S- david star david tack uh necklace yeah with like the pendant on it yeah but it could have just been like a pentagram (laughs) no that's a different one (laughs) it could have just been a pentagram and i just assumed that she was jewish and really she was just just like you didn't count the points
1: you're like six or five because i
2: don't remember ever actually talking to her about whether she was jewish or not like
1: her because we didn't talk for that long right well it sounds like probably because i mean that would be pretty hardcore (laughs) (laughs) and
2: that maybe she like wore like nipple like like pinch nipple nipple pinchers and that's, and that's why, why they were purple the one time i saw her nipples they were purple because she'd just taken them off so it didn't freak me out or something
1: or she used those suction cups
2: yeah and i'm like and then i saw them and they were like a weird purple color and i'm like, like that's weird you should let those things breathe I'm like that's
1: that's really weird right. uh <laughs> Here's actually, you know, I know we're talk we're doing the main show one this, but here's something for the ladies I found out off of TikTok. Uh the color of lipstick that best suits you is the same color as your nipple. Wow. Take that home with you. Okay. That's for the ladies in the audience. All right, I remember that when I'm
2: shopping for lipstick with my wife next right. time. <laughs> no, that's not the right
1: shade, babe. But... <laughs> um so uh yeah, Jonestown. Jonestown. We wow. have not got even got into that. We
2: we're, Well, we're just going to circle thoughts Jonestown real quick because people, <laughs> like I was saying earlier, just don't even know what the fuck Jonestown is or who Jim Jones was. Yeah, that's wild. So, just a quick, a quick thing. I need to let the people know what the fuck this is. If you don't know what who Jim Jones was and what Jonestown was, here's. Uh, Just a brief thing. Jim Jones was born in Indiana. Oh, the Indiana. I almost said Indiana, Ohio. He was born in Indiana uh, and became a reverend of like a revival church. Like started. That's like basically like what you have to do in churches like kind of like stand-up comedy is you have to go to like the fucking open mic nights right that's like what the revival churches are yeah and and the church scene right right and then once you have done enough revivals around town and you build your name up then you get situated in an actual home base i mean that makes sense right which is like when you get fucking yeah.
1: tenured at a club as a standup, director. right? Yeah, you got to do your crowd work. You got to learn how to work an audience like, Yeah,
2: exactly. So this is what this is what Jim Jones did, and then he finally got the fucking big show in Indianapolis. And the way that he integrated into the town was by going into the inner city and intermingling with all the black people. And it was, like, the late 50s, early 60s. And this is, like, the time of uh, when black people... Like, civil rights. Right. It was the time of civil rights. Yeah. So, it was basically, like, brand new shit for Indianapolis. Like, like they were super segregated. They still had Jim Crow laws and shit going on. Uh Ah. So, he, like, was basically the man in fucking indianapolis when it came to getting rid of segregation to opening up civil rights to like just basically spreading all this good shit throughout the town that hadn't been there for forever forever right and so basically what i'm saying is jim crow put Indianapolis... Jim Crow. Jim Jones put Indianapolis (laughs) (laughs) on the fucking map, man. Right. He ended racism in Indianapolis. That's wild. Jim Jones single-handedly ended racism in Indianapolis. Yeah. Then later, he moved to California with his People's Temple. Okay. And by the way, People's is not an apostrophe S. It's just... People's temple, with just the, because the apostrophe shows ownership, yeah, and they believed in socialism, so they didn't
1: want any kind of ownership of the church. So it was just people's temple, people's temple, yeah, people's temple. What? Why do I feel like it should be like people's temples? <laughs> it's not, but I, it, I feel like it could be right. So uh, maybe
2: like when you're drunk enough, is the people's temples, people's, people's temples, and then uh, he got older got more paranoid people started coming around he like actually they moved to san francisco right outside of san francisco and he like did the same thing in san francisco like he did in annapolis yeah and fucking integrated the shit out of it and was huge in a democratic party yeah like basically even jimmy carter like called him when he was running for president and like <laughs> oh god his blessings and shit yeah like crazy shit dude. So then he gets super paranoid and he's like, "All right, how do I really get everybody like isolated so I can What's he paranoid about? Be, he drugs. Oh. <laughs> he started getting into drugs. Oh, uh, okay. That yeah. Just, Methamphetamines really? Yeah, that'll do it. And uh so and and he started so he was he was corrupt as fuck. Yeah, at first he wasn't he was doing great things and then when, when he was in California and I feel like California will do this to people is it just makes you corrupt as fuck mm-hmm. so he became corrupt as fuck and what he would do is he had a ton of elderly black women in his congregation uh-huh. and what he would do is he would basically have them sign everything over to them damn their deeds to their houses social security checks everything would be signed over to them and because it was a socialist church quote unquote he had all these younger people that worked in like or they like lived like community living okay yeah, and whatever jobs that they had 100% of their paycheck they gave to the church wow and he just took that money and then gave them the bare essentials damn right so, and then he and it was like a very hardcore into the socialism aspect of living to the point where like you couldn't even go to the fucking movie theater or go buy a new shirt or anything like that and if somebody else in the church saw that and they fucking at you out you'd get fucked up Damn. like they would call you out in front of the church and fuck you up in front of everybody. Damn. <laughs> so he was paranoid about people coming forward about the shit. That, and once you're in the church, yeah. ain't, ain't no getting out of the church. It was like a fucking mafia like yeah. that. Like he would put a gun to people's heads. Like, Whew. like you think you're leaving. You got another thing coming. Like, I will shoot you before you fucking leave this church. Right. It was nuts so he's paranoid okay Mm -hmm. and he wants them even further isolated than they already are because most of these people are from the midwest yeah and he's moved them thousands of miles away from all their family and friends of course you isolate them all right so he's like okay so how do i further isolate these people i got an idea let's move down to south america in this tiny little fucking country called guyana okay right so they get this. The only way to get to where he bought this land, and it was his land, he owned it, private property, right? Right. The only way to get there was you had to fly in on this private landing strip and then ride in a track on in a ride through like this muddy track on like a tractor or a, or a big four by four truck, right? Through seven miles of jungle. And then you finally get to like. Their town or whatever, woo, super fucking isolated.
1: Yeah, that's way the fuck out there. Right, right. That's out in the cut, as we like to say. Yeah,
2: yeah. So this is well, this is where he's moved, like damn near a thousand people. Damn. Okay. Okay. And they all are living out there, doing their thing, and uh, people start sending letters back to their relatives in the United States talking about how basically shit is getting fucked up out right. here, right? Like, they are having some crazy-ass shit going on. Like, like you got two 75-year-old grandmas are mad at each other. What do you do? You fucking put them in a ring and make them fight. Fight to the death.
1: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Crazy ass shit.
2: They had a thing called the hot box. Yeah. Somebody'd be fucking up. They'd talk back or something. He'd stick them in this box and they'd be stuck in there for days till they were just about dead. Right. And then pull them out. Just stuck in the, like, the size of literally... A tiny little box that you have to be in the fetal position just to fit into right for days fucking insanity dude right they had uh rubber hoses that they would use and they would basically strip you down naked in front of everybody and just whip you Oof. over and over and over again with a fucking rubber hose yeah dude this is the kind of shit that was going on and it was basically because jim jones said I am God. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in me, you don't believe in God. Right. Just like another man of our time that's current days, like Anthony Fauci.
3: where he says
2: I had to think
1: about who that was I'm like what I am science <laughs> if, if I you guess.
2: don't believe in me you don't believe in science this is exactly what Anthony Fauci <laughs> said yeah, yeah so it's the same thing he's just running the Jim Jones fucking yeah. thing <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyways <laughs> so Jim Jones was doing this kind of shit in Guyana right right One of the other crazy things that I read about that he was doing, which really fucking blew my mind, was he was very much into communal living. Yes. And which was part of the whole socialism thing. Right. And he was a very, like, hated, a structured family. Was very against marriages and all that kind of shit so you move down there you and your wife are happily married right right what he will do is he'll say okay i'm gonna fuck your wife (laughs) yeah and then he would fuck your wife and he then he would come and brag to your face about it like i made her fucking orgasm like 17 times in a row right And the one time that we fucked. Yeah. Like, have you ever done that? Because she said that it had never been (laughs) done. Right. And then he'd be like, but don't be mad about it. Yeah. Because, you know, Timmy's wife, you get to fuck her. So Timmy's wife, come over here. Janelle, come here. Now you fuck Alex. Right. And then you have to fuck Janelle. And then so now you guys fuck this is like some weird cuckold okay. swinger thing. And now, and now, yep. if you're not satisfied with that, I'll tell you, I'm going to make you a deal. Uh-huh. What you're going to do, bend over this fucking table right now, and I'm going to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> For real? For real. <laughs> Damn, Jim Jones. <laughs> and he would fuck the dude in the ass. And he'd make him orgasm 17 (laughs) times.
1: Somebody. (laughs) God. Jimmy Jones, man. Yeah. Dude, so they found letters.
2: That dude fucks. (laughs) Dude, they found... Okay, so they found a box after everything happened there. They found a box, and it was full of letters from men who unfortunately didn't know that they were gay. Until Jim Jones showed them the light. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) And fucked them so hard that they then wrote him love letters afterwards. Talking about how they had never known real sex until they met Jim Jones. And all this other shit, dude.
1: (laughs) This is like some crazy... Like, he's like the cult... Uh, Casanova. (laughs) You bang your wife and turn your husband. Yeah, damn, dude. Yeah, fucking crazy. Dude laid some pipe. Apparently, right, right. That's crazy. Now, when I was
0: a little boy, at the age of five, I had something in my pocket a lot of folks alive and I'm a man of a 21 you know baby we could have a lot of fun I'm a man
2: So, so, like I said, word got around back in the United States that this kind of shit is going down, right? Right, right. So they're like, all right, we're going to this, uh, this uh, congressman, uh, Leo Ryan was his name. Okay, hears about like finally catches wind of what's going on down in Guyana, Mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, I'm gonna. He was a he was a boots in the grass kind of guy right yeah so he's like i'm gonna actually personally go down there and see what the fuck's going on because back when jim jones was in san francisco which is where leo ryan's from right he was like a fucking celebrity like he was a pillar of society you know what i mean right so he's like how can this guy who is like reverend jim jones like we're talking about yeah the reverend jim jones are you fucking kidding me right he's like i gotta go down and see for myself like this is craziness so he goes to guyana and like i said it's private property so he had to get permission from people's temple to even get down there yeah and he finally gets permission he gets down there and they're like basically set up this whole fucking show for him right they got they have people singing and dancing and they got in one area and then they got this whole like like arts and crafts show going on in another area and they basically got it all set up to where it looks like it's nothing but peace and harmony and the greatest thing ever going on right so uh, kind of like how North Korea did for uh, <laughs> did for uh, <laughs> what's his name Dennis Rodman For Dennis Rodman when he came over there like <laughs> look see everything is perfect
1: yeah it's fine it's fine everything's right. fine
2: so while they're there uh, one of the one of the reporters or cameramen or somebody somebody slips him a note like 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 sticks it in their pocket or something and then the guy looks at the note and it says like we need out of here we need to get out of here please like get us out of here right he's like oh shit so then he like shows the congressman like you know when they're when they got a moment alone like hey look at this like like people were actually scared and like it's and it's all just a show it's all just a show yeah so they one of the there and there was like that was like a one couple send them a note and then there was a few other people that basically were very open about it like hey like, I want to go. I want to go back. I miss my family, and I, I just can't take living in this jungle anymore. Like, I need to get out of here. Right. And he's like, okay, look, anybody who uh, wants to leave, the, this is Congressman Leo Ryan. He's like, anybody who wants to leave, come over and talk to my people, and we'll get you out of here. We'll call the U.S. Embassy in Georgetown. Georgetown is like the capital of guyana right and it's where the u.s embassy was in guyana so he's like we and the only way that they can even get word there is they had like cb radios Mm. so he's like we'll get somebody on a cb radio and we'll get like an extra plane to come over here and we'll take you guys out right so like half a dozen no, it was like a dozen people come forward and like yeah we all want to leave and leo ryan goes to jim jones is like look man you know you got only like a dozen people out of like a thousand people who want to leave right like don't fucking freak out about it don't because he'd heard all these stories about him like putting a gun in people's heads if they're trying to leave and shit right he's like don't freak out about it don't worry about it you know you ain't gonna miss 12 people out of a thousand right okay it's no big deal just let us go back to the states do our thing and you guys stay down here doing your thing no harms no foul whatever right and jim jones is like all right fine take them he's like all right sweet so he gets a hold of the u.s embassy they send a second plane down they take that fucking seven mile track all the way back to the to the airfield right and they're getting ready to take off. And here comes these two big-ass fucking trucks full of armed men. And they just light them motherfuckers up. Just start shooting. Damn. Right? End up killing the congressmen, killing the journalists, killing the photographers, killing a bunch of the people that were trying to leave like only a handful of people out of all the people that were trying to leave like 30, 40 something people including like the congressman, the journalists and all that, yeah, made it like lived. Right. And they basically pretended to be dead to live. Right. Right. So then they go back tell Jim Jones what they did, how they and they he knew. Yeah, right. And Here comes the Kool-Aid, and he had been setting this up for years, and he would have these uh, trial runs, basically, dry runs of where he would be testing people's loyalty, and he'd be like, you need to drink this mixture. It might be poison. It might not. I need you to just believe in me and drink it. And then if they wouldn't drink it, then he would either boot them out of the, out of the church or when they were in Guyana, he'd kill them. Right. <laughs> so it was a loyalty test, right? Right. So here comes these guys. They talk about, okay, we killed the congressman. And Jim Jones gets on the loudspeakers and he's like, look, like this has happened. You know, We can't go back now. Uh, it's time. We're going to drink the drink. Okay, and they get this whole big fucking vat set up, and it was Flavor Aid, not Kool Aid, but Flavor Aid. Yeah, and it was cyanide and valium mixed in with mm. it. And they, the first people that they brought over to it was all the babies and children. Oh, that's fucked up. And it was over three hundred babies and children. They forced to drink this, and what do you? What would happen when you drank it was after about between like 30 seconds to 3 minutes you would start going into like severe convulsions and then you would basically choke to death laying there on the ground damn on your own like vomit and shit right fucking horrible excruciatingly painful way to die right so so all the kids and the babies first and then there was like one woman who and this is all like jim jones recorded everything on tapes right right so all of this is on cassette tapes and it's you can find it online yeah it's fucked up one lady like spoke up when this all started like hey like like this isn't what i believe in like like we're killing people here like this is not the way that we should be doing this and he's like you know basically like like this is how it's going to happen and she's like well I don't believe in this and all of a sudden you hear damn she just got shot in the head right like and that's what we're going to do with people who say no yeah like motherfucker. I think I'd rather say no Right? Uh, right yeah so in the end it was 917 people dead With 918, including Jim Jones. Yeah. And he didn't take it. He didn't drink it. He shot himself in the head. Him and, like, a bunch of his, like, main goons all shot themselves in the head. Yeah. Instead of drinking the shit. And the only survivors are people who, when, like, all the commotion was going on with the airplanes and stuff. Yeah. They, like, basically took off running into the jungle and it was like a 30 mile walk through the jungle to the nearest village. And they made that 30 mile walk through the village. There was like two different groups that did that. And then there was like a handful of other people who basically either faked drinking the drink or so what would happen is people would drink it, and there was it was like this big gazebo-type, uh, like, pavilion, right, is where they had this all set up. They'd come up there, they'd drink it, and then they'd go off to the side in the grass, lay in the grass, and die. Yeah. So the whole grass all the way around this pavilion was just littered with people. We're talking 900 people, dude.
1: Right, right. So... I've actually seen these pictures of that. Right. Yeah. So
2: so what these people would do was they would basically just walk over there where there's a whole group of people laying there dead and just lay there and pretend to be dead right. on top of other people that are dead. Right. And pretend to be dead and that's how they got away with, with you know living, which is f- so fucked. I mean it's, it's what you got to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I mean, just that situation is fucked. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, when people talk about Jim Jones, they talk about Jonestown, they talk about "Don't drink the Kool Aid." That's the
1: horrific shit that they're talking about, right? <laughs> Holy fuck balls! Uh, <gasps> damn, that's some crazy shit. Why? Why do? Why? Why? Why do all cults end in mass suicide? Like, why is that the thing? It's they like, don't all in like that. I know, but... Mormons
2: are still around.
1: <laughs> that started out as a cult. All right. <laughs> I'll take that back. Sorry. That took me off guard. No offense, Mormons. Uh, it's true, man. Uh, Scientology
2: still around. That true. started off okay. as a cult. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, but, like... Shit. Why is that like oh, why is that always a venture? And it's always like the ones that do the most horrific cause there's like don't get me wrong, there's other cult ish ones you hear about, like out like the Midwest where they got like a compound and they're like you know, they're doing shit where they're breaking up kinda like saying that they're breaking up families and remarrying people and they're making like you know like a 17 year old may marry like a 6 year old man or some crazy yeah. shit and then like they're all looking like their little house on the prairie then next thing you know they're all like just laid up dead from either mass poisoning or you know half poison half shot that kind of thing I'm like and here, here's my other good question do you think Jim Jones was the last no he won't be the last no 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 do you think he was the last one to die? That's what I meant to ask. So there's a conspiracy theory, right. that uh,
2: Jim Jones didn't even shoot himself; that the CIA shot him. Mm. So when they first, when the first people came to Jonestown and saw what had happened, <coughs> the initial number of people that they found dead, supposedly. Was right around 200. Okay. And then a couple days later, they said, no, actually, it's like 400. And then a couple days later, they're like, eh, no, it's around 600. And then, like, after a week had gone by, they're like, well, it's actually 918. Right. And what people were thinking is that, like, basically, a Black Ops group came in like he killed Leo Ryan okay and a black ops ops group came in and they did do like the initial like 200 something people that drank the Kool-Aid all drank the Kool-Aid yeah but (laughs) all the rest of the people were still alive and like basically just continuing to do their thing there And these Black Ops guys came in and just took them all out. Yeah. And when they took out the first initial group, it was only, like, an additional, like, 200 or so. And then they all, like, ran into the jungle. And then it was basically, like, you know, playing catch in a jungle where they're chasing these people down and fucking killing them all. Right.
1: (laughs) Damn. That's not a bad one. I feel like... I could see like I don't know like eight hundred of them, like basically all of them dead except for him and like his goons, and then like a black op team coming in and then they them having a firefight and then instead of them saying like I don't know, do you, I feel like they would have boasted about that like we killed Jim Jones. But
2: well, so here's the other thing: is yeah. they had they were very pro Russia. Okay. Well, yeah. There is communists. Right. So there was even, like, this one speech that he gave while he, once they were in Guyana, like, basically he was like, he was like, uh, the United States is not your motherfucking mother. (laughs) No, the United States is not your goddamn mother is what he said. He's like, your mother is Mother Russia, your spiritual mother. And then there's this huge applause, right? Yeah. The United States is not your goddamn mother, right? So he had a couple million dollars in cash there in Guyana, and there was uh, explicit directions for the the basically like the main goon guys who were still left alive to take this cash. And to give it to this specific guy who was a KGB agent in Georgetown, the capital Guyana, at the Russian embassy there, and like basically it was like his uh, his getaway, mm. and they're going to basically set him up in Russia. Yeah. And so what they're so what they're thinking is is like that was his ticket. Once everybody got fucking wiped out, to fucking go and live in Russia. And some people think that when the KGB (laughs) officer saw what he fucking did and how he killed nine hundred fucking people, yeah, and was like, "Fuck your two million
1: dollars and put a bullet in his head." I like the KGB agent like I'm kind of like alright hell yeah like at least he had some morals man that's some yeah see I was sitting there thinking that like so like you're telling me he got all these people together he did all this he got all their he got all their assets and now he's like I gotta get rid of these people so I can take the money yeah and then he's like kills them all and then he's like alright now let's go to Russia but then I was sitting there thinking like alright let's so that that's if the KGB agent is good right what if it all was just a KGB like KGB systematic way to funnel funds away from the United States could have been and I because mean, they're also doing arms deals too right like like you put a put an agent over there it rallies a bunch of people kind of like um Oh, what's his nuts that couldn't die? Um, Rasputin got a Rasputin type character <laughs> yeah. rallying all these religious people. Yeah. You bring them away from the United States, away from their motherland, where they have no, they don't have the United States rights in Ghana or Guyana. Where was it? Guyana, Guyana. Yeah. So they're separated by, and I don't know what the governing body was back in the what was it seventies yeah 78 this happened um, I don't know what the governing body guy it was um, I'm guessing they were pretty lax uh, <laughs> with certain shit so like maybe it was just a way for him to like get all these people uh, funnel all this money and then we're just gonna like what if he's still alive like is that one of the conspiracies like he's actually not dead oh no his his body was definitely there with a bullet in the brain so yeah then the KGB agent killed him it was like thanks or maybe he's like what did you do yeah like you said like uh, it was just a way to funnel can
2: you imagine if uh, you're the KGB agent right yeah you go to Jonestown to pick up Jim Jones and he's sitting in a throne in a pavilion completely surrounded by 900 dead people and he's like Got two briefcases with a million dollars in each, and he stands up and he's like, All right, I'm ready to go. Yeah.
1: like, Crazy.
2: I, I put a bullet in his
1: brain. Yeah. Not even, like, at that exact moment, it wouldn't even be for principle or ethics. It would be for my own fucking safety. Yeah, man. Because the minute I turn my back on a dude like that. Right. I'm gonna feel a click, and then my lights are out. Yeah, Um, yeah, no, for sure. And especially, dude, a KGB agent. Well, that that dude's probably and and the money was still there. Oh, was it? So he didn't take the money. Well, if he did that, uh, so in this scenario, he shoots him and just walks away. Maybe he's just. I mean, I honestly, if if he took the money they would probably try to trace the money
2: yeah man I don't and would you like and like me just me personally yeah like that's blood money man oh that is I had to see blood on blood like I had to see that and then to take that I can't take that
1: yeah no I can't take that now you're right that's uh that's some next level shit right that's some that's like fucking warlord shit for sure I guess that depends on what kind of person you are. Uh, right. If I can go up and like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? Let's just bury them all. I'll start my new town here. Right here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be haunted or anything. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same shit. I was actually thinking of that scene from fucking Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage where they have, uh, spoiler alert, uh, like the end scene, he goes to a town that is nothing but like tormented, fucking the souls or something, and the whole town apparently signed every fucking soul off to the devil or some crazy shit like that. I'm like, that's this fucking town is what this is. Yeah, that's fucked. It's just like no matter what building you put fucking anywhere, shit is gonna move on you without touching it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right, man.
2: So basically that whole story was to tell you that the KGB agent was the man. <laughs> He was the man. He was the good guy. Yeah. He was the man.
1: Because this episode is about the man. He's almost like the guy that shot Bigfoot and Hitler. Yeah, uh. almost. He's <laughs> almost that cool.
2: Actually, he's better. He's higher yeah, than that
1: guy. He fucking shot Jim Jones and uh, Chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> God, uh, I did not know that level of jamestown Zum Jonestown. Uh, Jonestown. <laughs> Jim Jim Jones. Yeah. Jim Jonestown. Uh, uh, that's crazy shit. That's some crazy shit, dude. Some crazy shit. So, yeah, know your
2: history. Yeah. Uh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Right. So when somebody says, do you know who... When, when my crazy ass comes up to you and goes, hey, do you know who Jim Jones was? Yeah. <laughs> now, if you listen to Cerberus. Thoughts, now you know. Yeah. Or if you get off a
1: airplane and someone's like, would you like to come back to our communion? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no. No. Cause I know where this is going. I'm it's just... all peace, love,
2: and harmony, man. Yeah.
1: It starts that way. Next thing you're <laughs> feeding people fucking methamphetamines and everybody's in a big fucking orgy. Then you're like, Hey, this sounds pretty cool at first. And then they're like, Oh fuck. They're beating the fuck out of people for trying to leave and yeah. have rights and all sorts of crazy right. shit.
2: Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. No. Uh,
1: That was the thing, though, in the 60s, though. Like, communion. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's funny how evil that shit went sometimes. Like, you know, like, I get it. Like, like a lot of this stuff, it's like, in ideology or theory, you're like, yes, like a community of people that will work together to grow asparagus and cucumbers, and we'll all feed each other and peace and harmony, but then... The human nature gets involved, and it just turns to shit. And there's one person that wants power, and then da 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 da, da and right. like movement. the Manson family. Yeah, they're, they there started you go. out the
2: exact same right. way, same time period.
1: Right. What is up with uh, not? What is it called? Not communities. Not com, um. Is it a communion? Like no, like where you go. And you live in a, I don't know, essentially a farm with a bunch of people. And oh, yeah, 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 What the fuck is that called? Well, that's called a uh, yeah. commune. Commune. Yeah. Yeah. Communes. There's a thin line. Oh, yeah, dude. Of communes. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it could go, like, it could get violent. It could get weirdly, you know, next thing you know you don't want to bang some dude's wife and you're getting fucked in the ass all right man damn like there is a thin line of where these things get okay and not okay i guess
2: (laughs) that's right that's right (laughs) dude so real quick before we get out of here i got three other guys who are like the man if you want to do it real quick oh yeah, yeah. let's hear it uh, one is bruce jenner he is the man you know why because he's woman of the year his first year ever as a woman all right let
1: me pause real quick <laughs> i totally fucking thought you were about to tell me that bruce jenner fucking took down jim jones and that's what i have prepared myself i'm like holy fucking shit I did not know we had tiptoed off the Jim Jones thing. And I was like, I've got a whole new fucking respect for Jenner. I just went blank on her name. Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you. But back then, it would have been Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I was about to be like, fuck, track star and fucking cat fucking Jim Jones. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Woman of the year, Caitlyn Jenner, fucking get it. So right. this is my point for this
2: these last three people Ooh. is is men rule the world so much so nowadays this cause there was this huge movement the last few years where they were trying to end masculinity. Right. Literally in society. Yeah. So much so that it has completely backfired on them. And now all the men are women and they're taking all the women's shit. Mm-hmm. For example, Bruce Jenner, first year as a woman, became woman of the fucking year. Never had a single period. Didn't fucking matter. Right. Never had a single kid. Didn't fucking matter. That bitch is now the woman of the year. <laughs> yep. Why? Why not? Exactly. Because cause apparently society is running with the rubber rolls. Second person on this crazy ass list is William Thomas. is the NCAA Women's Swimming Champion.
1: I did not even know who William Thomas was when you said that. I'm like, who the fuck is William? Yeah, I remember hearing about her. Um, Running shit
2: in the swim game nowadays. Running shit. And and finally, of course, everybody's favorite, Richard, a.k.a. Dick Levine. The first
1: female four-star admiral and the secretary of health. I did not know that. (laughs) Like, honestly, I'm like, I'm sitting there going, dude, that didn't even ring any bells, or I'm like... No, well, well, now she goes by
2: Rachel Levine, of course, because now he's a man. I mean, he's a woman. Right. He's a woman now. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the most... He looks like us, basically, and he is the Secretary of Health.
1: <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I think he's... She's a four-star general? A four-star admiral admiral
2: of the clinic of health oh. or some other shit that they just randomly made up like I, in the last
1: year i was thinking you were talking about like a, but
2: she's got like a full-on like admiral uniform that she wears
1: good for her fuck yeah <laughs> um i was sitting there like i was legitimately like i did not i was sitting there like what is it? In fucking um full metal jacket or whatever that fucking Patton speech with yeah. the fucking shiny ass helmet. Like yeah. I was picturing that shit but female with fucking and I'm like, where in the fuck have I seen any of this? But you I know, just I,
2: don't understand how you can go from not even enlisted to four star admiral. Yeah, I don't
1: understand that one either. Yeah.
2: Whose dick did she suck? That's what I'm asking.
1: Well, I mean, you yeah. <laughs> know, that's that's politics, man. Uh That's a whole nother episode. Matt, Matt, you're right. You're 100% right on that. Ain't nobody not had a dick in their mouth and got somewhere. (sighs) (sighs) Are you talking about like just up the road or? Uh, No, actually, after I said it, I was like, well, I mean. Like anywhere? No, I'm in politics. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah.
2: I'm gonna ask that next time. Uh, next time, one of these like local state legislature guys comes to my house and like knocks on my door and is like, "Hey,
1: uh, I'm running for the state legislature in Kentucky." <laughs> no, no, not even. I'm, I'm running for city comptroller. Yeah. Whose dick have you had in your yeah. mouth? Who
2: have you sucked off? <laughs> yeah, you don't because get it you Because if you haven't,
1: you ain't gonna win, buddy. That's right. That's not the way this game right, plays. That's right. Yeah. I. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I would work on that. Yeah. Come back to me, right? You tell me how much those balls weigh. Right. And I'll tell you, I will what, tell you if you're going to win. I'll, I'll give you.
2: you a list of people that I know that need their cocksuck. Yeah, right. And we uh, start with them. Yeah. Although half of them don't live in this congregation. Right. <laughs> this congregation. This, <laughs> this
1: municipality. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I'm, I'm saying i'm saying you know put their dick in your mouth but like you know if your boss is a lady still same thing she's gonna put her dick in your mouth yeah 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 uh because you'd never know nowadays yeah i mean that's true that too yeah but, that you know too. yeah uh <laughs> but we we've all worked at places we've
2: all know that's what my buddy christian yeah he only dates single moms yeah because at least then he knows <laughs>
1: He sounds like he's been fooled before. <laughs> actually, I know this guy does not want me to tell this, but I'm going to fucking say it. Uh, so I'm going to leave it as vague as possible. Uh, Casey actually does hear this, but a buddy of mine once told me his brother went on spring break and took a girl back to his uh, hotel room. And whipped out a very large sausage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess ran out of the room very upset. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah.
2: Didn't want to grill it up on the grill, huh?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I've I actually witnessed that before, too. I think I've, I might have mentioned on here before. Yeah? Yeah, like I was at a... It was a bar. I wouldn't call it a gay bar, but it was definitely like a gay-friendly bar. I don't know what else to call it. It it was a gay bar, but, like, too many girls kept bringing, like, basically too many gay dudes kept bringing their girlfriends, uh, girl as friends, out to this bar, and then they would bring other people. So it just became like this club, basically. But it was known for being, like, like, a club that, you know whatever right uh so like we were there celebrating one of my buddy's uh birthdays because he was a dude he was a gay dude and um that's where he wanted to go that night and we were all hanging out and we we're all having a good time and i see this guy and this girl just like really like you know like you see early on where you just like you see people they're just like you like i go to the bar i look over i see these two talking and later on i see them like out on the dance floor dancing then all of a sudden I see him in a corner later like aching out like I'm oh, yeah. I'm kind of like a people watcher and observant right. yeah. and honestly too I was like I was dating somebody yeah. I'm there just hanging out with him right. 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 like I'm like if if he like if he needs a wingman just tap me on the shoulder I'll help you buddy it's your birthday whatever you just enjoy the social dynamics of the club yeah basically yeah. Uh, so I'm just sitting there enjoying you know everything that's going on hanging out with my friends We're drinking, telling stories, all that kind of good shit. Well, the night starts winding down. The bar starts kind of dwindling out. And you see these two start making their way towards the door. And you see him kind of, like, pulling her, like, hey, let's doing that. Like, hey, let's just go back to my place. We'll watch a movie or, you know, whatever that shit Uh, you always say. And, like, some Netflix and chill. Right. And uh, you see her kind of, like, stop and pause. Like, not yet. Not yet. Like there's something that needs to be done before we do this. <sighs> right, right, right. And then like he, I got to go
2: home and feed the dog first.
1: Right, and he <laughs> he starts getting like a little bit more aggressive. I would say like yeah. like making out with her, like yeah. kind of pushing her against the wall, like "come on, baby, let's do yeah. this" kind of thing. He's like <sighs> getting hot and heavy for right, it. Right, and then she kind of like. Turns up, flips the script, kind of like, you know, starts making out with him and then she like pushes him away and then you see her whisper something into his ear. Yeah. And then I'm watching all this unfold from a corner table with a beer in my hand and like I'm about to take a shot with everybody at the table. I'm like, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> I'm about to witness Did something. Did you know this guy? I didn't know this dude. Oh, yet, okay. Fucking all. All right, yeah. I'm just paying attention right. and by all means like like i just thought it was a guy and a girl that were just hanging out right yeah. and it was um but she said something to him which very much upset him and he pushes her off of him and he storms out of the bar and that's when she kind of turns around and that's when i re- that's actually the first time i realized oh she's trans um you could just tell from across the room a little bit like it 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 kind of connected in the moment. What if she was just married? I mean that too. <laughs> uh, she's but, like, hold on, baby.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have a I have a husband and kids yeah. at home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I get what you're saying, uh, but it was. I don't know if. Let me put it this way: like, if I had to guess, I'm. That's what I'm guessing. Like, if if someone goes, "Oh, she's not," I'm like, "Oh, okay, my bad, whatever." Yeah. And, but uh, like. If I had to put my chips on it, I'd be like, "Oh, she's she's trans for sure." Uh, right. And it was only when she finally turned around, I kind of got a like a like a frontal view uh, that I was like, "Don't get me wrong; she's done it very well." She had a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, uh, kind. No, it wasn't that bad. It it just was. It was just the combinations of what happened, what she whispered in his ear and it cuz believe you me like his reaction was not um reactive of like being married let me put it that way yeah. like very upset very aggressive like i actually was kind of worried about her for a second where i was like oh this dude's going to punch this girl yeah like it was one of those things where i'm like oh shit we're going to have to like intervene kind of thing
2: alex if you were single Yeah, and you were hot and heavy for this girl and she was dynamite Uh and you get her back home and you guys are Netflixing and chilling Mm -hmm. and then you go to pull off her panties and she's got an 8 inch hog down there ready and raring to go what do you do?
1: I go, uh, do you like frozen pizza? <laughs> like, no, you can put that away. Uh, I mean, we can hang out, but uh, yeah. You wouldn't try it? You wouldn't try and taste <laughs> <laughs> No. No. What if you're really drunk, though? Oh, the best you're probably going to get out of me is uh I'll spit on my hand. You move my hand back and forth for me. I'll just I'll just go to sleep. You guys don't like 69 it? No. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> what look, about you? I
2: prefer the bottom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. That's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, look. I'm going to need you not to look at me. Uh I'm going to cry afterwards, for sure. Not because of you, but because I'm going to be dealing with a lot of emotion after this. And a lot of questions that that I'm going to have to deal with over the next couple weeks. It's just going to pop in my brain going, what did that mean? (laughs) Why? Yeah. Um, Why?
2: Yeah. So I was out with... uh group of guys. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there was these two lovely ladies on the other end of the bar. And the whole group of guys were all married, except for one dude who's like this dude that I'd never even met until that night. And he was just one of the other dude's buddies, right? And uh, so one of my friends is like, actually, his buddy who brought him was like, hey, you see those two girls over there? go flirt with those two girls. Yeah, He's the only one out of all of us that can even do something like that. So he goes like, hell yeah, he goes walking over there and we see him from across the bar. It's one of these like horseshoe style bars, right? Uh We see him on the other end of the bar flirting with these two girls and he's over there for a fucking hot minute. Right. And he comes back and uh, we're like, like, dude, you've been over there for a while. Like You get one of their numbers or something? He's like, now they're both dudes and we're like and and his friend was like so why the fuck were you over there for so long he's like well they're still the hottest girls in the bar <laughs>
3: hey
1: <laughs> game right recognizes game i guess man you know
2: i was like oh fuck all yeah. right
1: that's uh So, all right, I I know I've said this on here before, but, like, all right, so that reminds me so much. All right, so I was watching a TV show one time where it was called, like, uh, Rehab. It was on E, right? It was yeah. like... And it was this thing where it was like a... Fuck it, it. was in Vegas. It was a club, but it was a like pool party, and it was on Sundays, and it was like the hottest of the hot would come out. Like, everybody's like fucking dudes with chiseled ass, but they got their fucking hair greased up and fucking visors on, and all the chicks are wearing fucking G-strings, but it was like everyone's been drinking the whole time. Everybody's shit-faced, so they're just, you know, curing their hangover. So everyone was in this pool party. Yeah. And there was this guy who was, like, kind of Jersey Shore-ish, like, way too much fucking gotcha. hair gel, yeah. Yeah. fucking, you know, ripped fucking yoke yeah. dude, yeah. and he's, like, talking to this very, like, petite girl, but, like, very plastic. Like, you tell she had her lips done, be- oh, fake yeah. boobs, that kind of thing. But she was very petite, but, like, she was a good-looking girl, and then, like, you know, they're they're chatting all this, and then all of a sudden you see them, like, kind of making out, and they kind of, like, would pick different groups and follow them around. Like, like whoever I basically whoever who's walling out. It was like a real world or road rules, but it was just like in the moment. Like, all right, this fucking group of douchebags over here. Let's go follow them. And oh, these these are like the hottest girls. Let's follow them around and see what they do. And then we'll edit it later. Is kind of what the TV show was. Well, like you see this guy talking to this girl. They start making out, and then they got like he's got like three buddies with them that looked more like me and you. Right, yeah. we're not model esque. Like at the time, it would have been in our primes. So at least we like vaguely had a stomach, not a gut, right, 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 uh, right. that kind of thing. And like one of the bouncers was like, hey, I see your boy over there talking to her." He's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Yeah, man, she's pretty hot." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I, I used to know, uh, I used to know her before the transition." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, back, uh, back when she used to go by like. Fucking Kevin or something like that, right? And they're like, what, what, what? Then, then they like, and they're like, they couldn't wrap their brain around it. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that that, like five years ago, they used to be a man, (laughs) and they were like, oh shit, because looking at this guy, he looks like the kind of guy who is not going to handle that very well, right, right. And he's already got his tongue down her throat. Oh, so wait, so he's telling the buddies that. The buddies. Oh. Okay. This this bouncer bartender yeah. like, <laughs> is telling the buddies that. And he goes, Your boy is uh just letting you know what he's getting into. Right, right. And so they like so then you see the scene where like she peels off like some of her girlfriends and they're talking and then he peels off with theirs and he's like, but they're still looking at each other from across the bar yeah. or like across the pool where they're both looking at each other like, I'm going to bang the shit out of you here in a second. Right. Um, and uh, the boys go, uh, that used to be a man. And then the, the dude goes, for real? He goes, pre-op or post-op <laughs> and they go i think she had it taken off he goes well fuck it then she's hot as fuck and then boom and they like the guy that was the funniest part of that fucking tv show is the guy his buddies are left there going what the fuck just happened <laughs> and his buddies be like i'm out i'm banging that yeah it's like i don't care if yeah. it's a man made vagina yeah. or not, it was beautiful. It was just like yeah. one of those hand clap moments like, all right, yeah, just two people that are just gonna, yeah, well, do what nature intended, do, <laughs> do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what intended it, but something, right, something happened yeah. that night. Yeah, <laughs> but even I watching the show, I'm like, that dude is gonna flip the fuck out. Like, <laughs> he just had that vibe of like. Well, this isn't gonna go well. No, dude, he's got alcohol in him and he's horny as fuck. Right. She was probably already rubbing on him and everything else, and he looked like that dude's been like, I've been, you know, you know how you're like, you know, you're supposed to do like sixteen, you know, or six weeks on steroids, off steroids. I've been doing it for forty-eight months straight. Yeah. (laughs) Like he looked like that kind of dude, and you're like. This is going to go really bad. Yeah. I and mean, this is going to be disgusting. I'm definitely going to watch this. Right, right. <laughs> like, I cannot pull away from this. Training. Right, right. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, but you all put this shit on TV. Yeah, it's not uh, my fault. And uh, it went from watching Bammy's bomb die to being like, oh, this is a happy ending.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: happy for somebody. Yeah, right. Uh, hey. Alex, how do they find us on social media? <laughs> <laughs> they like to find us on all things social. So if you want to find us, go to all those social medias. We got them on Facebook, Soberless Thoughts. Don't forget about Instagrams at, soberless, lot, at soberless Thoughts and on <laughs> Twitter at Think Soberless. Now, you can also contact us directly at Soberless Thoughts at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments, you want us to drink something, you got a topic idea you want us to cover in a, the very way that we like to do it best Soberless Lee. Uh, don't forget, though, the best way for us to spread our love. Podcasts all over the face of the world is you need to tell your friends and family. So tell them at the next family get together, at the next time you're at rehab, or the next time you're at a bar, go, hey, you know what I think you'd like? Is this podcast right here? Check it out. Uh, you can do it on all things uh, Several Thoughts Podcatchers. So, like uh, Google Play iTunes, Spotify, anything that actually catches ours. Now, if you do do that, I will say like, share, and comment on all things serverless thoughts. Please, thank you. So, my wife just now
2: sent me exactly how, step for step, to make this party punch. Just now. Wow. So, we're going to start this podcast all over from the beginning. Right. Right after I say... When you're in a skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and
0: flip on out. Flip on it.
4: You could probably say I'm difficult. I probably talk too much. Is it's a nasty crush? I'm usually only waiting for you to stop talking so that I can. Dips of the toes on my feet. So go ahead and love like me while I'm still a climb. And don't forget, you could be laughing like 65% more of the time. You could be laughing like 65% more of the time. I think I'm in some movie. I play the underdog course. I wonder who they'll get to play me. Maybe they could dig up Richard Burton's course. I am not who. You have the nerve. more of the time You could be laughing 65% more of the time I should have practiced my scales. I should not be attracted to me But you said that I should learn to love myself Make up your mind, Dr. Frankenstein